Welcome to another episode of Spiritual Gangster Certified. I'm your host, Illy Vish. This one, I'm just going to focus primarily on the transiting moon in Aquarius. As I'm recording this right now, the moon is at its final degree. It's at the 28th degree of Aquarius. So I just wanted to come in and give some information about what the atmosphere is like when the moon itself is in Aquarius. Now, Aquarius energy is very innovative. People call it weird. Uh, Because of this, I would say this is a time where we can easily be attracted to anything that's out of the ordinary. Like all of the things that would normally be considered weird kind of stand out a little bit. So, you know, Aquarius is an air sign. It's fixed air. Um, It maintains, it's a little bit stubborn. Air signs are about thinking, processing things, more intellectual than emotional. And usually when the moon is in Aquarius, when we deal with other people, it's easier to be more in our heads than in our hearts we're going to process things in a more thinking way than a feeling way. And also because Aquarius is the sign of um, the collective and humanity, you know, there may be things that come up regarding the collective, um, helping people um, bring some sense of good to the world through progressive change, all types of brand new ideas things that'll help us on a global scale. And, you know, also Aquarius represents needing freedom. It's air. And all the air signs are intrinsically connected to freedom because as an element, air can be anywhere and it, 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 it'll go wherever it can fit and it can fit almost everywhere. I mean, think of, think of a place where you wouldn't find some air. But um, because of that, you know, there's this need for freedom and the sign of fixed air, it maintains its freedom. It's not going to derail off of the path of, you know, needing to be out there, of needing to, you know, expand, change, make things happen, move, does not like being stuck at all. But um, this is a good moon transit for you know, really off the beaten path thoughts and uh, activities. This energy for the, that we've been under basically for the past two and a half days has allowed us to, well, encouraged us to try something new, has also allowed us to become kind of like, I would say, a little bit more progressed from what we were when we had the moon in Capricorn, we were encouraged to build during the moon in Capricorn, um, structure, ready things. It's a responsible, it's a cardinal earth sign. It wants to get things going, but it wants to do so in a responsible fashion. So once we've put everything in order and gotten ourselves together, we can then evolve to freedom to, because if you think about it, as much as it may sound counterintuitive, In order to have 
a really good sense of freedom, you've got to know who you are. You've got to have all your shit together. You know what I mean? If you don't know who you are, you're all over the place. And since Capricorn structured and brought into the material, you know, that which we work for, once we've mastered that, we can go into Aquarius energy. So, you know, that's, that's something that I think is a grand influence on this time as well. So, um, I wanted to go back over again, this wonderful book. I'm encouraging everybody to have it. It is called Past Life Astrology, Use Your Birth Chart to Understand Your Karma by Judy Hall. And similar to what I did with my Moon and Capricorn talk, I wanted to take some time to read through this and give you my thoughts about how Judy describes things. Um, This book is just really... I don't know another way to put it. I mean... (laughs) It just, it really puts things together, I think, in a very easy to understand way. So I do encourage anyone who is looking for some astrological reading material to go out and cop this book. Um, Interesting illustrations, as I said before, a little medieval. I kind of like that about it. But um, one of the reasons that I want to encourage people to read different texts as you'll have an understanding of some things astrologically and then read someone else's interpretation of it and totally understand it in a deeper or different way. That's the beauty of some of this. I mean, the archetypes, the keywords, all of those things are easily understood. However, we're also different how we interpret them and how we would speak on them you know, could vary and could change. So it's a good idea to, you know, get out there and see what others are interpreting transits or placements to mean. So in this book, it says moon in Aquarius is emotionally independent and needs space. This moon can feel cut off and isolated despite being deeply concerned about the future of humanity. Intuitive and perceptive, it has the potential for expressing universal love. So now that we've talked about the transiting moon in Aquarius, I wanted to talk about anybody that has a natal or progressed um, Aquarius moon. So... I love the way this is broken down. It says the bigger picture, the soul with the moon in Aquarius is good at seeing the bigger picture. Yes. Aquarius being Uranus ruled about the collective, looking at things on the scale of being for everyone, um, trying to have higher, well, not trying to have higher ideals. I should say definitely just embodying higher ideals and the quest for them. So then it goes on to say, it can look to the future with foresight and perspicacity. It has an urge to revolutionize, revolutionize, excuse me, the social order. It can see exactly what is needed to improve the lot of humanity or a group. When working positively, this moon is not swayed by emotional arguments and can look objectively at what is good for everyone. Yet it is rather like a scientist looking in on an experiment, isolated and apart. So that detached nature of Aquarius is very important to understand. Uh, a lot of people would say that they're cold. And I even liken that to looking at the seasons uh, because Aquarius season is smack dead in the middle of winter. So if it comes off icy, chilly, cold, that would make sense. That's something that it embodies by virtue of how it occurs in nature. So therefore how it affects us. So, um, I find it interesting that because it's like a scientist looking 
at an experiment, you know, you have to stay objective and detached in order to be good at doing that. So Aquarian energy really stands out here. Um, it also says, one second. I feel like I talked over that part already, but since it's not swayed by emotional arguments and can look objectively at what is good for everyone, the self-contained soul with this moon finds it difficult to relate on a one-to-one basis and feels emotionally isolated. I know some Aquarius moons, um, and I would agree. There is this certain, some people would say like their responses to emotional things that are being described to them or, you know, said to them seem to be like, nothing <laughs> like like it's a nothing burger and people are like what how can you just be so huh about it i mean it's a self-contained moon emotionally isolated so that makes sense relating one-on-one is difficult so be kind to your aquarius moon friends understand that the processing is different for them of emotions and it says the task is to develop relationship skills that include both the bigger picture and the individual the challenge is to utilize the perceptive insights of aquarius in understanding other people and their needs so this is the revolutionary deeply ingrained in this soul is a revolutionary archetype indeed it may be expressed as the rebel, the reformer, the nonconformist, the catalyst. It's that Uranus energy. Uranus seeks always to rebel, will be the reformer, will be unique and stand out, does not want to conform. And since that rules Aquarius, these are the qualities that Aquarius would embody too. Then she continues, its urge is to bring change. This is the Uranian part of Aquarius, which may want change for change's sake, <laughs> but is more often to do with the shifting of something that is deeply entrenched, either in the psyche or in humanity. What is entrenched is the fixed Saturnine part of Aquarius. It's ancient ruler with Saturn. The soul may feel or have been on a path in the past that was different, but not necessarily constructive. Now, the soul has to balance the two energies to bring about change in an organized fashion that keeps the best of the old and only throws off what has been outgrown. So, innovative, yet is willing because of that Saturnine influence um, to sort things out and structure them based on what could be used to build. So that's interesting, again, showing you know, once you've mastered that Capricorn energy, it can move over into Aquarius. Now it says emotional needs. The soul has deep emotional needs, but is frequently, frequently, excuse me, out of touch with them. It responds instinctively and unconsciously, seemingly rational, dispassionate, and head oriented. It does not notice how deeply it is motivated by security needs that conflict with its powerful need for freedom. There is an intense need for freedom with this moon position and the inner war leads to someone who's pulled apart by reactions over which there is no control that's interesting challenged by emotions the soul retreats to a cold and lonely place so head or intellectual processing of emotions especially in a fixed cold way are things that you can think of when you think of an aquarius moon but it's because the soul is challenged by its own emotions so because it's challenged by its own emotions, it, it withdraws. 
Hmm, interesting. And then it says, someone comes close, a secure relationship looks likely, and the soul runs to freedom. Wow. It's interesting because even looking at this moon position and things like um, your combined charts with someone, I have this in a chart with someone, and it's interesting because I see that play out. You know, security looks likely, and then the soul runs to freedom. So it's interesting how you can see in astrology how these things apply cross charts, be they progressed, your natal, you know, combined, etc. So it says it then regrets this, but does not know how to respond differently. Fear of intimacy complicates the picture still farther. Wow. So if the one-on-one relationship relatability part is a problem for them, then of course, being intimate, which means being vulnerable and open with someone else on a one-to-one level is going to be a challenge. So it says the soul has developed a pattern of formal, non-close relationships. Formal. Yes. Expression of feelings is hindered by a fear of becoming emotionally engulfed. And yet, the soul needs a secure relationship. So what seeks what it needs seems to be in conflict with what it'll accept. Interesting. And then it continues to say, the task is to become conscious of the instinctive reaction and learn how to respond differently, developing intimacy and maintaining sufficient space. Hmm. Interesting. So... Learning to respond differently to um, even, I guess, the thought of being close to other people is a challenge for this moon, but can be done. It says lunar food, this soul finds emotional sustenance in social interaction and working for society because about the collective and about humanity. However, a close, intimate relationship with someone who is able to appreciate a need for space would provide nourishment at a more personal level. So then it goes on to say mothering expectations. Because remember, the moon is also connected to our relationship with our mother. What the soul seeks is a freedom-loving, somewhat unconventional mother who nevertheless recognizes the need for boundaries and guidelines. What you expect to find, however, is an eccentric, unstable mother who embarrasses you and who finds it impossible to give consistent discipline. Anybody with an Aquarius moon, I would definitely be interested in hearing what your experience with your mother is like, um, just for study state, because I, I find that very interesting. Goes on to say ancestral inheritance. There's always something a little different about far-sighted Aquarius. Definitely off the beaten path, weird and love it, alien even, some would describe the energy of Aquarius. So the ancestral pattern may be one of fighting for freedom and the rights of the individual. Hmm. Might have inherited that from your ancestors, part of your soul. Taken to extremes, this could be the anarchist and revolutionary. Taken personally, it could be the eccentric who defiantly follows his or her own path. The independent thinker or the humanitarian. Hmm. So it's interesting how... Aquarius energy is for the collective is so humanitarian, but thinks so independently that it can remove itself so easily from the collective and do its own thing. It's a very interesting energy. I really can appreciate it. It is also the energy that represents astrology. 
I feel really drawn to it. I have a lit 11th house. I have an 11th house stellium. And I have a south node in Aquarius. Then it also says, um, taken personally, it could be the eccentric who defiantly... Oh, I read that part. Sorry, guys. However, Aquarius can also be cold and unresponsive or unstable and unpredictable. So since this is dealing with our emotions, it's the moon... Imagine like a cold and unresponsive emotional approach to things or someone who's emotionally unstable or unpredictable. The soul with this moon is never quite sure what to expect. Home is rarely a safe haven. That's interesting. Again, I want to talk to some some of you Aquarius moons to get your experience. And then lastly, um, they talk about past life roles and it says revolutionary, world-changing, freedom-loving, and a non-conformist, the soul has made a difference in the past. This is the natural scientist and inventor. Humanitarian and farsighted, it has strong views on the rights of the individual and where society should be going. It may have been the outcast. It will always be the rebel. Aquarius are, are very rebellious. They will stand on their own and be unique and weird and will not give two flying fucks whether or not you like it or not. Um, This energy is really unconcerned with convention. It really doesn't even... I mean, it can respect convention when necessary because it can consider um, being an air sign and so intellectual, but it's not going to rely on convention for convention's sake. If anything, it feels the need to be uniquely itself in its expression so again uh, that came from the book past life astrology by judy hall as a collective though i think that we should pay attention to how the aquarius moon will affect all of us this is where knowing your birth chart really comes in handy i guess the first and easiest thing you would want to see would be where Aquarius is transiting in your chart, what house it's going through. Um, Then additionally, you want to see the aspects that other planets in your chart would make to this Aquarius energy. So some of us may feel compelled at this time, I think, because it's so about change, innovation, and being rebellious. You might just deep down feel the need to be just shocking for some reason. Like, you just want to, like, bust out and do something different, resist routine, resist usual patterns, do something that's just different and stimulating and mental. And, you know, that is Aquarius energy. It's definitely spontaneous, too. And there, there's so much insight to be found in Aquarius energy. So, you know, if we're talking about the different steps and the different... Uh, places where the signs are as they progress through the chart wheel, then the next place to progress to after Aquarius would be Pisces. So you're bearing the water right now, holding the water, getting ready for that water to pour out. But it's more of it being this sort of thought energy that helps you get there. So as Pisces as the next place to go to after Aquarius. Aquarius is the visionary and can 
see on a grander scale what the collective needs. And we need that energy before we progress into Pisces, which dissolves everything into one, which sees the oneness in us all. So just under this transit, I would say we're all probably impulsive. Um, you might not want to feel stuck somewhere. You, that could be a relationship. It could be a job. There might be some really impulsive, um, energy that has passed through this transit. Um, we're at the very end of it too. So like 29th degree would be like the last, uh, it would have to have that. So if you notice any strange behavior there, we're right on it. But, um, in, in general, I would just say that, the reason that it's a good time to have uh, the moon in Aquarius is because you can get relief from feeling so much because you're about to go into the Pisces moon, which is going to all be about feels, especially since it's going to be a full moon at three degrees Pisces. And that's going to be interesting. I'm going to talk about that too this week. I feel like that's the culmination of everything that we have basically, um, dealt with in the eclipse, but, um, this is definitely a more in your head time, a more air time. So that denotes social activities and such, I would say, especially Gemini's, um, other Aquariuses, Libra's, especially since Venus is in its home sign. Uh, right now, Libra, you guys will probably feel particularly affected by this. But as a whole, use this time to march to the beat of your own drum. Be you. Let that uniqueness flow. If there are erratic changes or impulses that you have, well, only you can really be the judge of whether there's something to follow. That's that's all we know <laughs> is that each one of us deep down inside would be able to tell what we should be doing um, and what we shouldn't be doing. But it's time to be in your own world with this moon in Aquarius. So love it. Do the best that you can with it. And I'll be back with more talk about the full moon in Pisces at three degrees. That's upon us very shortly um, in another episode this week. So thank you guys again for tuning in. On to another episode of Spiritual Gangsta Certified. I am Illy Vish, and I'll see you on the flip side.